Good afternoon and welcome back to the Graham Slam podcast. I am your host, Brandon Anderson, and we are here live today, October 15th, 2021, for the third episode of this week. And this concludes the big Graham Slam week of podcasting. Today's episode, I will discuss the state of the Pioneer League. Now, of course, we've heard about the State of the Union address in our country here in America. If you're listening in other countries, they may do something completely different. But here in America, we have the State of the Union address that discusses what is the current state of the Union of the United States of America that is held by the President of the United States. Well, today, here on the Grand Slam podcast, I am stepping in that role as the President of the United States. Not really, but the President of the Grand Slam podcast. Podcast and giving you the state of the Pioneer League. You do not want to miss this segment. It'll be the main segment of the day. But let's go ahead and start out with around the Pioneer League and discuss the Monclova Steel's second win of the season. They are on a roll. They are showing such great signs. And let me tell you, everyone, most of the players doing such an amazing job are your one and only Rocky Mountain vibe players from this past season let's go ahead and jump right on into around the pioneer league monclova steelers coverage let's go the stage was set yesterday for a morning slash afternoon game and sure enough it was great i streamed the game live uh while working yesterday and it was awesome uh this game took place in monterey and the steelers I kid you not, we're doing so great in this game. So this was the second game of the season slash tournament and the Monclova Steelers who had to come from behind uh, ended up getting that victory against the Sultans of Monterey in a duel um, that was held in the morning slash afternoon at the Sultan Palace. This article comes to you from the uh, Steelers uh, official website. Uh, The first three innings were pitching between starters Jose Miguel Martinez for the Steelers and um, Jose Martinez for the uh, Sultans. Until the first run of the game, it wasn't until the uh, fourth inning when Alan Garcia drove in Ethan Lopez uh, for the Steelers and then Sergio Macias drove in the second or the third run, uh, scoring Brandon Perez. With an RBI double, bringing the Steelers' lead to three to nothing. But it wasn't long until the Sultans uh, put together a rally in the fifth inning, bottom of the fifth. And that was the only inning that they were able to produce runs. Um, They had singles by uh, Juan Macias, Aldo Flores, and Francisco Ferrero, um, which was uh, Ferrero scored two of those runs with a double. And then, of course, a walk by Herberto Sanchez. Um, And then in the sixth inning, um, this is where the Steelers were down. They ended up tying it after receiving a base hit by Brandon Perez and then a hit by Justin Gomez. Both of those scoring runs, which essentially then tied it. It did not come until the seventh inning where Alan Garcia scored the go-ahead run after being uh, driven in by Ricky Rodriguez. With 
this result, the uh, Monclova Steelers um, are currently the leaders of the actual overall tournament slash season, and they will play this Saturday when they play the Saltillo, I believe is how you pronounce it, or Sarah Peros de Salto, um, and they are also 2-0. So basically Monclova has a chance of being in first place to start off the Mexican Winter League season slash tournament. So this is massive. And let me tell you, when, like I said earlier, we look at these um, these articles that talk about the actual games or whatnot, most of these runs are being driven in by um, or scored by uh, Rocky Mountain Vibes players. Now, I, I'm not going to call them former Rocky Mountain Vibes players because at this point, we do not know if that contract is going to stay with the Monclova Steelers or not. Um, that'll be a remain to seen. Maybe we'll get some new, uh, news on that here soon. But these players that struggled so hard to produce wins in here in Colorado Springs with the Rocky Mountain Vibes and on the road. We're having those issues left and right. Um, I mean, they had issues. They were the worst league in the, the worst team in the league in the Pioneer League or whatnot. But then you get these players that are given a second chance to grow as a team um, in this winter league with Monclova. And these are keep in mind these are players that Monclova Steelers feel are their prospects to lead them to future championships, to lead them to wins. Um, and whatnot. And let me just let me just say, I, I do believe that as time goes on, these younger athletes that we've talked about all season long and my overall complaint with this overall contract um, with Monclova is the fact that you have players that are 15 to, I would say probably 30 on the Rocky Mountain Vibes teams. And they're playing players that are much older than them. Most of the starting lineup for the Rocky Mountain Vibes this season were all under the age of 20 to 21 years old. You had a few here and there. Jacob Barfield was not one of those. But you had a few in there. The pitching staff were all young. And that's an issue where I don't know what they did prior to becoming Rocky Mountain Vibes players. I don't know if there was any kind of uh, winter league, spring league, or anything like that that, it, that these players played in. But they are now getting this chance with Monclova and um, essentially being able to be in that organization is just going to make these players bigger, better, and if they do return to Colorado Springs next season for the 2022 season, we could see a completely different team with the same players, and that's what we want. We want wins. We want to be able to compete for championships in the Pioneer League. That is the ultimate goal of any team in the Pioneer League. And I, I highly doubt it is any different for the ownership, management of the Rocky Mountain Vibes. I am sure the Rocky Mountain Vibes organization are looking close at this Winter League. I would hope they are, especially if they are exercising or flirting, per se, with the possibility of signing another year contract with Monclova to have these players back or to have some form of their their AAA team here in Colorado Springs. Now, let me be clear on that. It was discussed that the Rocky Mountain Vibes are like a AAA team to the Monclova Steelers. They also have a Monclova Academy 
which is like their rookie A-ball league. That is where a lot of players ended up during the season with the Rocky Mountain Vibes and never returned. I don't know how many of those are still in the organization. Uh, may potentially get a chance in this winter league, depending on how their age, if there's injuries during this season, anything like those situations that would bring in more players. But, I mean, the Steelers just announced that they have brought in Superman, as they call him, uh, Juan Perez, to play for the Monclova Steelers during the 2022 season of the Mexican Baseball League. And with that, that is a huge player. Perez is 29 years old. He's played eight seasons in the minor leagues, mainly for the Cincinnati Reds organization, with whom he signed with in 2011 and played seven seasons until uh, 2017, ending in 2018 for the Chicago White Sox. Um, He has established himself in Mexican baseball, arriving for the Tijuana Bulls with 33 games played, percentage of uh, .382 average, 29 hits, 17 RBIs, and um, passing the... Sarah Perro del Saltiro in 2019, with whom he, he had 151 hits, 23 home runs, 76 RBIs, and batted .322 average in 100 and oh, a total of 112 games. Sorry, I um, he had not quite sure where what it meant by 30 mats. Um, again, these are translated articles on Monclova's website. But this is a player that they essentially are bringing in. He's 29 years old. Who knows if he could um, come down to Rocky Mountain vibes if need be. Um, He is primarily with Monclova Steelers to reinforce their outfield um, for the 2022 season. But this is just another player that is joining Monclova that can assist in helping coach these younger players during this winter league potentially maybe there's some some possibility of that maybe even during the 2022 season where we could see more players going up to Monclova because we saw a couple go up during the 2021 Rocky Mountain Vibes season and a lot of them stayed up there few came back most state. That is huge. So the more essentially Monclova gets these players coming in that have such great experience in the minor league baseball here in America or with major league baseball itself. It's only going to help these rookies out as time goes by. That's what we're wanting. We're wanting this, or at least I am. I'm sure other fans are too, but we're wanting this uh, Mexican baseball winter league, um, which again, I was super excited when I heard they announced it and who was on the team because it really goes back into the overall perspective of how do we deal with another year of the Rocky Mountain Vibes with Monclova, that contract if it happens, and producing good baseball, decent baseball at least. Because as time goes on, if the Rocky Mountain Vibes continue down this route and they are connected with Monclova of two or three years down the road, and they still are the worst team in the league, something's got to break somewhere. You can't continue to bring in this many uh, attendance records in in Colorado Springs. You can't do that if you continue to lose. A lot of people just don't focus around their entertainment, their 
hard on our hard earned money around teams that are completely on the losing end, especially for a team that is in a affiliation, not an affiliation, but a, a league that has no affiliation with major league baseball. And these players can't be signed by major league teams because they are part of the Monclova organization. They share a special depth that every other team in the league does not have and whatnot. So I think there's a big thing to look at here when we are talking about Monclova and the overall aspect of what that means for the Rocky Mountain vibes going forward um, in the 2022 season. But I will address some of that in the state of the Pioneer League. I did want to talk about around the Pioneer League with Monclova and kind of the aspect that we are looking for as fans, what the position for Monclova really is um, with this Winter League and what their expectations are. I, I feel their expectations are doing great right now. Yes, we're only two games in, but if it continues, there's no turning back, and it's only good timing from here. So we'll see, but that's all for around the Pioneer League. Let's go ahead and take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll get into the state of the Pioneer League. Mr. President of the League, Mark Shapiro, and my fellow Pioneer League and Grand Slam podcast fans. Today in the Pioneer League, we have a league with record-breaking home runs. We have attendance levels with record-breaking numbers. The league itself expands multiple countries with the Rocky Mountain Vibes and the Monclova Steelers. The promotion of the league expands all across the world with social media. It feels with social media has become part of the game of baseball where Someone like Jacob Barfield, someone like Micah Known can post videos of themselves from highlights, fans recording from their phones, or better yet, podcasts like my own, who they can rely on to spread their image instead of just waiting on the next scout to show up in the crowd. It's almost like pro wrestling back in the day where you could tape share VHS tapes with your matches recorded to other promotions to try to get on an event or be hired by a larger promotion. This is all something that social media has exposed baseball in great strives. In just the last year, the Pioneer broke numerous barriers, records, and did that all themselves without any affiliation to any Major League Baseball team. It absolutely speaks volume just what the Pioneer League did in the 2021 season that will show any non-affiliated league that they can produce and give fans exactly what they are looking for in baseball, regardless of it not being directly related to the pros, essentially. And better yet, also shows just the courage, the strength, and everything that the Pioneer League did during the pandemic. As far as what I understand about the league, there was not one instance where there was an outbreak from crowds. There were no outbreaks during games for teams. We had no games canceled due to COVID-19. So when you envision the overall aspect of the Pioneer League and how they are doing, they are doing especially stronger than you could ever imagine. And 
this really shows um, the president of the league, Mark Shapiro, of what exactly is put together um, in the last couple years and developed um, even in a COVID era. The knockout round was a new innovative thing to take care of in extra innings. He's reported it worked very well. I have my ups and downs about the overall knockout round, but, you know, it's something that we do, have never seen before. Um, the first one was here in Colorado Springs during the Rocky Mountain Vibes game. And I do believe that the league in itself has created many opportunities for these younger players and players that are a little bit older trying to either get back in the league or trying to uh, wing down their career, essentially. And... They are creating this great environment for fans to go to, to be part of, and the overall process of the uh, the Pioneer League is to really strive not affiliated with Major League Baseball. Now, of course, uh, there was some, I believe, funding through MLB, at least for that first year when they were not affiliated. I'm not quite sure what extent that was, but I mean, we can see the Pioneer League is developing, they're growing, they're expanding. Um, next year, we obviously know there are two new teams coming in in the 2022 season, and there's already talks about two more teams coming in the following year for the 2023 season. As far as what I've been told and read, the Pioneer League is looking to go to a more of a playoff format. Um, there is a possibility that we do not get a split season where there's a first half winner uh, for a playoff spot and a second half winner. That may go away. There's not been a 100% confirmation on that. But with the addition of the two teams, that is one thing that was talked about um, at one point during this season. So if that happens, that will essentially make it where we could see a, an actual playoff format um, with maybe three teams getting in, maybe a wild card uh, type situation to join in on each uh, division. There's a lot that we can essentially step back, take a look at, and know that the Pioneer League is been around for a hundred and some odd years, but yet they are very innovative of what they're doing going forward because it's just growth from here. And when we're talking about growth, uh, you could see essentially where uh, you have up to potentially uh, 12 teams in the league by 2023 and more competition coming in, more players um, with the Rocky Mountain Vibes, as we know, they had a contract with the Monclova Steel um, that I talked about earlier. And in that situation with the uh, Monclova Steel, it, it remains to see if that partnership will stay there. If it does not, then the Rocky Mountain Vibes become like a normal team in the Pioneer League, and we could see trading between teams. Uh, Major League Baseball could sign some of the Rocky Mountain Vibes players. And then we'd, of course, get a brand new coaching staff as well. So there's there's a lot to say when we look at the overall perspective of what we're looking for to make the Pioneer League the best it can be. And with that being said, as a fan um, of the Pioneer League, we definitely know that 
they are working their butts off to make sure that they stand out differently than any other league. And so far, they've done it. Uh, when we when we're talking about those record-breaking attendance levels, we can see that the high water mark of 839,374 fans turned out to the eight Pioneer League baseball parks in 2021. In just 96 games, the league eclipsed its previous 125-game attendance record of 830,397 uh, set in 1949. When you when you think of that, we were talking almost over 70 years ago was their last attendance-breaking game or attendance-breaking season. And in this one, we did it in a shorter season. Um, 125 games in 1949, 96 in 2021. As it's been said by uh, Michael Shapiro, In numerous articles, it was remarkable that the Pioneer League set its all-time attendance record in a year, still unsettled from the spread of COVID-19 and with all the uncertainty of transitioning from an affiliated league with Major League Baseball. It is a true testament to the wonderful experiences our ball clubs provide to their local communities and to their tremendous efforts and talents provided by our players. This underscores the value and the importance of Major League Baseball, Minor League Baseball, to this region of the country. And going back to um, what I was saying earlier, the Pioneer League's groundbreaking uh, knockout round, which was a unique rule to replace extra innings, proved its case by offering a new level of excitement for both players and fans. There were 17 knockouts played in 2021, with every team participating in at least one. Manny... Okay, of the Rocky Mountain Vibes set an inaugural record by hitting homers for three knockout wins. The Idaho Falls Chuckers led the league with a perfect 3-0 record. The Paddleheads, this goes to more of those record-breaking things. The Paddleheads' Zach Almond hit 26 home runs in 2021, beating the previous record of 23 set in 1997. This single season record stood for 24 years before Ullman hit his 24th home run in just 71 games total. Uh, the Paddleheads also went on to make history, hitting the most home runs as a team in a single game by any team in the Pioneer League history with nine home runs on August 13th. The previous record was seven from 1983 to 1996 season. In 2021, 18 players beat the 2011 record of most at-bats, climbing into the batter's box over 330 times in the season. The new record was set by 387 was set at 387 by Miles Miller of the Boise Hawks. Um, three players broke the record from 1987 of the most games pitched in appearing in more than 38 games. Tyler Johnson of the Grand Junction Rockies set the new record at 42. In this transitional and challenging year for the Pioneer League, we have so much to take pride in and so much to build on for 2022, uh, said Shapiro. I can't wait to get next year started. So with those statements made, with all those record-breaking things that the Pioneer League essentially performed this year, is just shows 
what is going on in the league. Um, it says a lot when you have records from 24 years ago, um, 70 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, so on and so forth, is just the overall perspective of where the state of the Pioneer League is. And let me tell you, in my opinion, it is doing perfect. Um, It is exceeding what anybody essentially is, was thinking it was going to do. There's a lot of questions even here in Collar Springs with Rocky Mountain Vibes with attendance, but they essentially were averaging above 2,000 people per game through the gates. So it's when we look at the future of the Pioneer League, we are looking at more innovation, I believe. I believe that uh, Shapiro will bring potentially more um, rules to um, speed up the game. We, we've talked about that in a previous episode about how some of these games were so long that it was about three and a half to four hours a game, which was unacceptable to Shapiro. He is looking to make the game faster, quicker, and not where you're having to spend half of your day at a ballpark watching a baseball game that just continues to drag on. Next year, there is talks about the uh, timer coming back. It was originally when the um, Calder Springs Sky Sox were playing their last two seasons. They had the pitching clock, uh, which was a timer between pitches otherwise I believe it became a walk or a balk um, is what it was considered um, if they did not meet the time frame of the uh, outstanding clock so that's a way that uh, could potentially speed up the game but the the real question is is getting better pitchers in there so we're not having these games that score 30 runs in one game by one team and as much as we all enjoy offensive baseball and crazy amount of runs and things like that, that does not speed the game up. It actually slows it down quite significantly. Um, you could go through an entire pitching staff in one game and then start having to bring in position players to uh, start pitching. We saw that a lot with the Rocky Mountain Vibes this season. And If you get that better pitching staff going, that's where the league can excel to actually producing better games, closer games, and more of a nail-biting feel to uh, your favorite team in the Pioneer League when you're out at these games or watching on YouTube or uh, PioneerLeaguePBLNetwork.com. There is so much to be said about a league that wants to help players out to develop them and to make the game the best it is and that's exactly what the pioneer league is doing they're looking to do in the future and with that expansion that they are looking to really push um, it, it will show as time goes on that the pioneer league is going to be looked upon by other um non-affiliated leagues it could also be looked upon by major league baseball and who knows one day if the pioneer league does so well that major league baseball comes in and actually picks their league up as a uh, development league for major league baseball whether it be a for like triple a baseball and reassigning teams there's a lot of aspects that can go into 
that kind of uh, situation when you really look at it. But that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is the state of the Pioneer League. And it can't get any better. I mean, it can, but essentially as of right now, today, um, things are going up and they are trending to go even higher up. So we look forward to the 2022 season and being on that road to 2022. So there will be more of this. Um, I plan on doing another, probably another address of the state of the Pioneer League probably right prior to the 2022 season starts in May and then kind of see where we're at there and then do one again next year after the season. So this has been the state of the Pioneer League and I am your host, Brandon Anderson. We'll be right back with continued coverage of the 31 days of Halloween horror movies. All right, welcome back, Grand Slam fans. So, on the 31 days of horror movies for the spooky season, we cover day 13, 14, and 15. So, on day 13, we ended up switching uh, some movies out due to the release of Halloween Kills. It was not going to be up until actually uh, yesterday, or yesterday, which was Friday. Uh, so we switched it up. So Get Out was day 13. And if you have not seen this movie already, this is one I had seen in theaters uh, when it came out. This movie is really good. It's by Jordan Pell. Um, and it's it's quite a, a scary movie, essentially, aspect of what is going on in the movie. Um, I highly recommend it. I give this one about a 4 out of 5 uh, stars. Uh, the next night was Halloween from 2018. Uh, this movie has been one of my favorite Halloween movies, uh, going back to the original one. Um, that in the timeline, this movie takes place directly after Halloween 1 from 1978. There is no 2, 3, 4, or 5 in the series based on this timeline. And this movie is it, it's amazing. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is back. And for her age, she does a stellar performance in this movie and really shows just the depths of how almost crazy she has become because of that one night um, on Halloween back in 1978. Uh, The next night, which was last night, was Halloween Kills. Now, this movie is brand new. It was released yesterday in theaters and on Peacock streaming services. And I ended up watching it at home. Um, I planned on going to see it at the theaters at some point because of just the aspect and the overall movie uh, feeling to it of getting to see it. But I'm not too impressed with it. I I didn't really like it. I'm not going to give any spoilers away. But in my opinion, it did not do anything for the overall series. It did not progress the the, the story along. And it just, it was just bizarre. There was a lot of switching between timelines uh, back from 1978 to current. And it just, it it didn't flow well to me. And the overall trailer made it look like a completely different movie than what it actually was. So I I was not impressed by this movie. I I give it probably a a 3 out of 5 star movie. 
Um, I, I still recommend seeing it if you like the Halloween series. You watch the one from 2018. Um, you probably, if you have Peacock, you could definitely probably stream this one. Um, but if not, check it out in the theaters. I'll, I'll decide eventually if I'm going to go see it before it uh, comes out of theater. And just see if it's a different aspect. But yeah, I did not like this movie. It was just... It was all over the place, and the plot of it really didn't make much sense to me. So, um, again, I, I recommend it for anyone that loves the series, but it's not a must-see movie. I was expecting a lot more out of this movie, especially with how well the 2018 movie did. Um, but we will see. Uh, tonight's movie is Get Out, and that's another Jordan Pill movie. So we'll have a quite a recap on next Friday's show of all the movies leading up to next Friday. And then next Saturday, I travel to Las Vegas for Bound for Glory, Impact Wrestling uh, pay-per-view, and their tapings for their show. So that will be the start of the Grand Slam Wrestling Podcast. Um, but we'll definitely have that episode up next Friday for your listening pleasure. Um, but again, this has been the Grand Slam podcast. I am your host, Brandon Anderson. And if you haven't already, um, like, subscribe, download um, from any of your favorite podcast providers. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. Um, that helps the the show overall climb on Apple's listening Um podcasts or whatnot so if you haven't done so already definitely do that and then of course i am on instagram if you haven't liked my page already definitely like there a lot of coverage of the monclova Steelers season and anything else along with if you haven't already go like and subscribe to the grand slam wrestling podcast that will start on tuesday the 26th of uh, October from Las Vegas, Nevada, covering the Bound for Glory uh, Impact Wrestling weekend. So look forward to that. But again, if you haven't, like I said, subscribe, like, and follow us. And we will be back here Friday for another big episode covering the uh, today's game that has already started for Monclova and then the remaining games next week. Look forward to it. Have a great weekend, everyone, or rest of your weekend, and great week. Bye-bye.